All right, so here I am again. This is Rock Hard Caucus. I'm going to call this probably episode 126 and a half. And I'm here, uh, I, I, I was going to say as promised, but I didn't promise this. But I am fulfilling uh, a, a not quite promise that I made at the end of the last episode. I'm sitting here with my friend Dexter Mershbrock because I wanted to get his thoughts on the election of last week in which he uh he was not re-elected to his seat on the cedar rapids school board so dexter how's it going um good i don't uh know if i feel comfortable in being 126 and a half you know um with denver their interview um very impressive um inspiring and that's why i wanted to jump on and uh talk to you here so, would you feel better about i'm doing good uh, would you feel better about 126 and three fourths to give you, you know, I'll give be Denver whenever, a little more space? <laughs> yeah, I'll be whatever, uh, whatever is good. But um, I think it's important that you're touching in with people all over the state because, you know, what we're all trying to do is not isolated. And that's what yeah. I took from their interview. Um, and that's, you know, what I think is important uh, to take away from even what seem like small elections like these. Uh, um, you know, when you compare them to the big stuff and what's going to happen with the caucus coming up in the presidential election next year, but it's important. So, yeah, agreed. Agreed. So my main question for you, my main, uh, the thing I'm the most curious about in your election. So the voters of Cedar Rapids turned out in decent numbers. I guess I didn't look at like percentage wise what the turnout was, but they came out to vote against the $220 million school bond, which was on the ballot. Uh, they voted against that pretty overwhelmingly. Uh, looks like about 13,000 people voted no versus 8,000 voting yes for that school bond. Um, now, my understanding is that you were the only incumbent on the school board who opposed the passage of the school bond. Is that right? Yes. Um, you know, if you followed it uh, step by step, I'm just a lonely voice uh, up there and don't even need to get into the specifics of why or anything like that. But this is kind of a big establishment push for not just the bond, but the specific bond with the specific projects that were on there. And it's just a longstanding um, question of what we're going to do with our school buildings in Cedar Rapids. And so this was kind of the first chance to for people to have their say on the board's plans. Um, and so, you know, I, I was out very outspoken about it. And like I said, we can get into the reasons if you really want to. But, yeah, I definitely uh, was the only one against it. Um, like uh, talking to brick wall with some of these people, sometimes it became so clear that that they just wanted to push, push, push. And that's what happened. But yeah, you know, voters uh, had to have their say. It's interesting seeing democracy up close like that. <laughs> well, the main point of contention, at least as far as I know, is that the rest of the school board was pretty gung ho to tear down a bunch of old buildings in neighborhoods all around the city in favor of sort of consolidating, right? In yeah, newer it's, buildings. It's a consolidation plan, build them rather than renovate. And with this bond specifically, you know, it's $220 million, like you said. Um, 110 of that would be a new middle school on the far north side of town, probably farther north than Hiawatha even to serve the Kennedy people. And they really want to cut up the district. So 
there's really no way overlap. They call it a feeder system. And so the Kennedy kids, they just, you know, you're in the Kennedy district, so to speak, like it's almost its own little school district. And, you know, to top that all off, they were going to build a brand new big middle school out there and maybe they need a newer and bigger middle school. But the cost of that is they're going to close down all these other schools across the town. And so it's really just, you know, winners and losers. They'll say that everybody wins under this type of plan. And that's what you hear from people all the time when their proposed projects are the ones being pushed. <laughs> like, oh, this is great for everybody. But, right, you know, right. in my neighborhood, the people don't want that. And on the west side of Cedar Rapids, uh, there was a big to-do about a 100-year-old building um, turns 100 years old and maybe five years or so. And the historic preservationists and the people on the west side lived there a long time, wanted to keep it. And school board did not let people vote on that. And they really uh, shoved that through. They haven't knocked it down yet. So I guess there's still hope for that building. But it was just kind of a accumulation of things where it was their way or the highway. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, now it's back to the drawing board uh, more than, more than anything. And, but like I said, it's when it comes to the res- election result, what happened was it's very easy for people to go out and be like, Oh, on the yes or no question, where do I stand? I'm no, I know that. Mm-hmm. And then who are all right. these people running for school board and city council? You know, I, I don't necessarily even know who those people are. Um, you know, two years ago when they had the mayor's election, I think both of the candidates spent over a hundred thousand dollars. Uh, you know, people running for school board spend a thousand bucks, two thousand bucks. People running for city council don't even spend that much. So you really don't get the same name recognition. And so people went and voted no, but then just didn't vote at all in uh, my election, which is right. It was close. It was still close. You know, I think we still did a, a good job, um, but we could have done better. Could have ran a better campaign. So, but that's all. I guess uh, the specifics of that one election, you know, you can get very deep into what happened there. You know, what was moms for Liberty doing? That was interesting. My, mm-hmm. my opponent wasn't a moms for Liberty person, but when the moms for Liberty people put out their sample ballot before election day, they had her marked and not me. So, you know, those oh, really? were looking for, Oh yeah. Cause I was the incumbent, you know, they didn't, they didn't like me. Um, even though she's not going to do anything that they like um, either yeah. necessarily. But um, maybe she'd be a little bit uh, less pushy about things, less, you know, kind of focus on that. You know, we had that conversation at the beginning of the year. It's like Moms for Liberty is just the, um, you know, this is a reference. Maybe you and I will get if you ever watch Power Rangers. It's like the first wave of enemies is like, you know, just the, the henchmen, you know, and you have to fight them off. But it's like it's Kim Reynolds at the end of it. It's Betsy DeVos at the end of it. Those are the people like controlling uh, these little minions on the ground, the moms for Liberty right. type who maybe are just regular people don't even realize they're a part in the entire thing. Um, but, you know, so yeah, lots of things put into the specifics of my election and the bond was a specific thing um, to Cedar Rapids, which we can talk about more. It was, it really was interesting to say, you know, we've got this power to raise everybody's taxes. You know, it would be 10, 20 bucks a month for most people. But at the end of the day, you can spend, 200 million, $300 million um, by exercising that power. And so I'm not against spending the money. I just wanted a more progressive plan and one that didn't uh, kind of disadvantage certain neighborhoods in order to advantage other ones. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it turned out how it is. People in Cedar Rapids will still um, have a chance to weigh in on those things. And I wasn't getting a whole lot done on the school board anyway, in terms of pushing for anything progressive, pushing for more pro-union policies, pushing for higher wages. You know, that's pressure that can be put on 
um, from outside. And that's something that Denver was talking about. It's like, this is, this doesn't stop now in Cedar Rapids, whether it's school board, whether it's Des Moines and the city council and the mayor, whether it's uh, the state legislative elections um, coming up, it's, it's always going to be um, a fight on the electoral level outside of politics you know, it just keeps going. Yeah. Yeah. And you're doing your part. You're, uh, you know, you're, you're informing the people. So I'm, well, I'm trying, but it obviously it didn't work <laughs> for you specifically. <laughs> and, you know, uh, what's, that's one thing too. Denver was talking about getting new voters. And I tried a little bit for, for the most part, I kind of played the normal campaign strategy, which is look who's voting and go after the likely voters. Yeah. Um, yeah. And likely voters in a municipal election are the median age is probably 63 or something like that, right, at least in right. Cedar Rapids. And so, you know, it's, it's a different electorate, you different things going on. You talk about um, the wave of union activity in Cedar Rapids and across Iowa, across the country. That's being driven largely by young people who maybe don't realize the connection between that movement and their city council or the school board, even though these are all you know, heavily in the union, you know, back me, um, in the race, but the turnout just got to be big enough where, like I said, those, uh, people in their sixties, you know, they've been fed anti-union propaganda their, their whole lives at this point. So mm-hmm. anyway, that's just, again, more specifics on that. So, yeah, it, it's just interesting that every incumbent retained their seat except for you and the big, uh, the school bond issue was voted down overwhelmingly. And you, you attribute that mostly to, like, ignorance and apathy. It's just um, not even ignorance. And, I mean, ignorance in, like, the benign sense of the word, you know. Yeah, not, yeah. Uh, I just mean they just don't know who the people are. Yeah, yeah. And so yeah. there was, um, the Gazette was doing some live coverage during the day, and I should have put two and two together when I saw this a couple times. I said, you know, we've talked to several people who came out, voted no, didn't vote for a single candidate for city council, school board, anything like that. And it, you really think about the psychology of it, you know, it's like I've, politics poisoned brain so i know who all these people are but if you're just a regular person and you know that there's a yes or no question but that's all you know it's like people are um more honest more dignified more just kind of upstanding than most people give them credit for so uh you know they say i don't know these people i'm not going to vote just out of ignorance they know that they don't know um and so they you know take that seriously and but they know that they don't want their taxes raised or they don't want these schools closed down and it's really easy to pick between yes or no so yeah right, it, was, right. I mean, it was a really big turnout um i probably got four four or five thousand votes in 2019 when i ran um but with the bond on the ballot i got over eight thousand votes i think this time right. and lost and so that's what i'm um, seeing yeah eight thousand yeah just a different electorate but yeah like you said thirteen thousand voted against that and so you give people something um to vote for and that's you know, I, I, I lost my election, but I will take kind of a victory lap on because I wasn't elected. You know, I, I got elected in 2019. So it was Bernie campaign time. I was definitely talking about stuff like that. But I ran on these facilities issues, you know, represent mm-hmm. my neighborhood. And so I talked about this every step of the way, you know, whether or not they were going to close schools, what these projects were really pushed back all the way. And there was people, you know, on the ground pushing back as well. And so whether or not people who live in Cedar Rapids are looking in from the outside, have an opinion about whether or not it was the right thing, you know, to vote for or against the bond, I can attest because Dubuque had a bond question as well, 150 million or something like that. And they lost too, but they got 59% and you need 60%. So Um, they, yeah, got way closer. Yeah. 
Yeah, Waukee had a huge bond too. They had 70%. They love to, you know, pour money into the schools and the suburbs. It's like why the suburbs exist, um, <laughs> basically. And so, but in Cedar Rapids, you know, with that constant drumbeat of look at this plan closer, you know, don't just write a check to allow the people who control this process to do what they want, really look at it. Um, you know, I spent more of my time in my campaign talking about that than talking about other issues. I probably should have either focused on one or the other, just not talked about it or talked about, you know, just union stuff or just moms for Liberty stuff, um, you know, book bands and stuff like that. But I kind of juggled on both and, you know, holding that bond to 39% or whatever. It's like I said, people can have their opinion on it one way or the other, but I'll take my uh, share of the victory on that just so I can claim some win on <laughs> yeah, election yeah. night because I'm an old <laughs> politics guy and, you love to win when you're in politics, you know, uh, nothing better than getting the W up there. It's like um, a gambling was, addiction. Is that, is it similar? Uh, yeah. You know, just like anything, just a uh, competition, you know, it's like you got to win or lose. We'd much rather win than lose. So yeah, it tends to feel me, better. So, <laughs> so, um, what I wanted to talk about, uh, it's just kind of, you know, last time I came on, I gave you my big idea quadruple the education budget and you know we're still pushing that campaign season's over legislature's about to ramp up and i hope people right. are still uh lest anyone think that you are against uh education spending that's yeah, right remind everybody quadruple the education budget that's Dexter's very platform. simple we're quadrupling the education budget we're opening schools year-round to provide services um you know we don't need I'm, I'm all for, you know, you remember the old Soviet Union, they love their athletic facilities and stuff like that. They love big <laughs> palaces, but they also were egalitarian, you know, um, and we can't have one without the other. And so, uh, you know, we got kids homeless in schools. We need the schools serving the population of Cedar Rapids, the population of Iowa, um, and really looking at that in a, in a real way, you know, and building a nice building isn't going to solve all the social problems um, that we have. Um, and so you got to just be smart with your money but the new idea now and this is something taking from what you talked with denver about and bringing pressure from the outside i think sometimes when people talk about these things they talk about them kind of as two separate things the on the ground on the streets um movements and then the political side of things running in elections whereas you know i just i got a lot of time to think in my uh work and you know thinking about it it's all it's all got to be one thing um and so these elections are going to happen no matter what and what Denver was talking about is running a slate of people we need a slate everywhere all the time it should just be um you know if you remember when bernie was pushing the build back better bill originally he wanted a six trillion dollar bill you know and that's uh, the um the strategy that people talk about now ask for something big and then you know negotiate your way down from there and i think maybe that should apply to you know, contesting elections from people on the left as well. It's like, we should want every seat. We should contest every seat, every primary, um, every city council race. Um, there's some races, uh, you know, I think you she's a friend of the show. Molly Donahue is um, <laughs> running in a uh, primary now up here for Lynn County supervisor. Right. And right. if you go from the state Senate to the supervisor, supervisor make $130,000 a year. And whoever wins that democratic primary is going to have a pretty good chance of winning that. Um, and that's the closest seat that's held by a Republican right now. But these seats in Johnson County and Lynn County and Polk County, you've got um, places where you can run in primaries, you can run on a progressive platform. And I think it's just about spelling those out, recruiting people, just kind of building up 
that movement to where it's in the streets, but also ready at all times to say, we've got a candidate um, here, you know, to offer a choice and you're not going to win that much. And, but sometimes you'll find a good candidate. You'll kind of have the pieces in place and, you know, you'll, you'll win some as well, but if yeah. not, if you don't contest them. Um, and so that's my new pitch at primary everyone, you know, contest everything um, wherever possible. That should be the standard. You're not going to meet that obviously, but that should be where we start um, everywhere across Iowa. You know, it's possible you got Ross Cruz. I don't even know where's Ross from uh, somewhere up there by Des Moines. <laughs> um, <laughs> but you got people all over the state already doing it. Um, and like Denver talked about, it can be isolating, isolating. It could be, you can be feel alienated, but you don't have to take it. That's what I think I've learned in my four years. Like I let it weigh on me, all these things, but I could, if I had gotten another four years, I was ready to just say my, my, you know, piece at meetings, push for specific, uh, proposals, use whatever, you know, um, procedure tricks I could to try and make change and then just let it roll off my back and say, Hey, you know, there's not someone else here doing worse than me in this seat. And that, that, <laughs> right, right. you know, yeah. uh, as much as you could hope for sometimes just say, Hey, the person who's going to vote to, um, you know, increase the police funding rather than looking for alternatives for that money. Um, they're not here to do it because I have this seat and whether or not I actually get it lowered, that's just one less vote that those forces don't have mm-hmm. to kind right, of right. control everything, which is, uh, they do control everything, you know, and there's always contests um, in these spaces, but it's kind of one big club with a fight within the club, you know, and the people on the outside need to gain more power, I guess. So anyway, I'm yeah rambling on. Uh, let, let me insert one little piece of yeah, information. Yeah. Ross Gruders is on the Pleasant Hill City Council. Uh, I had to look it up real quick because I was <laughs> I was like, it's 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 not Mount Pleasant, but it's something similar. <laughs> I would have. I kind of just started listing Iowa town names. I never would have got there. But <laughs> yeah. Uh, so before we, you know, wrap up, uh, what you were just saying, how you know you are, you are just one person occupying that seat, even if you're not winning all of these internal battles. Uh, you know, that's one less vote that the the opposing forces have. But it seems like what they did. Because you've been that figure for the last few years on that board. What they did was recruited somebody to replace you who would go along with their plan, right? Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, And that's where, like I said, when you get into the specifics of my election, I had my election and then there was the bond election. So those two things split. I'm not there anymore. But the people of Cedar Rapids, if they had voted for this, they would have been locked into those projects. And since I didn't think those were the right projects, now they can come up with other projects. They can't do them without a vote of the people. And so right, that's right. still a power that is, um, you know, out there that uh, people can use. And, you know, uh, other than the small rollback we did on cops and schools funding, which is mm-hmm. a big deal. Yeah, yeah. That's the one thing I'm worried about um, rolling back. And so, and this woman who replaced me, she's uh, even a couple years younger than me. So if she gets in there and her first move is to like, re-implement systemic racism in the schools um you know as a millennial i'm gonna you know lose it i'll really give her hell for that and make sure people know about it because that was a big fight um i'm not gonna pat myself on the back for doing it that was something where the people on the outside really pushed the rest of the people on the school board 
to get it done. You know, I was just one vote. I couldn't do it. There was three other people who voted that way as well. Right. But if that's the, you know, one small rollback, that's, that's tough to swallow. But like I said, it was, uh, there's lots going on. So, yeah, well, she and I have a lot of, uh, mutual connections cause we went to the same high school. So I'm, you know, yeah. I'm hopeful that <laughs> if, if she does take any of those positions, which I, I agree, I don't think she would do something like that. But if, if she starts going in that direction, maybe we can make some inroads and try to try to influence her to do the right thing. Yeah. I, you know, I don't even, uh, I never met her before she ran. She was obviously recruited to run, you know, it's a free country. People can do whatever they want. Mm-hmm. Uh, they got me, I got their bond, you know, whatever it's, it's petty, <laughs> uh, city politics. Um, but I don't know. I just, I learned a lot, you know, I've seen it now hearing from Denver, knowing the people are out there. Uh, you know, I'm committed to sticking around and like I said, do you, you read books, Justin, at all? Yeah, I got, I got a book here. I've been reading. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't read books. I just, uh, oh, okay. I just listened to a podcast, but um, I don't know if you know Vincent Bevins. He wrote a book yeah, a couple yeah. years ago called The Jakarta Method. Mm-hmm. And now he's got a new book out. I did not read the new book, just like I didn't read The Jakarta Method, but I've heard him <laughs> interviewed four or five times on it. Yeah. And um, it's about protest movements from the last 10 years. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, the, around the world. And obviously we had big protest movements, um, you know, in America with the George Floyd protests. Um, but I'm not even talking about big stuff like that, but his main idea that I've gotten from listening to him and I'm not the type of Marxist who knows anything about, uh, you know, actual Marxist theory. I just, you know, read the cliff notes and everything, but he says you have to have a dedicated Leninist, uh, you know, kind of Vanguard party waiting for when these opportunities come to be able to seize whatever power you can. And in his case, you know, what he's talking about is the George Floyd protests, protests in Chile, protests all around the world. But when there's a big bond vote in Cedar Rapids or, you know, like in Iowa city um, with Laura Burgess and the mayor, you know, intersects in the last days of the campaign to, you mm-hmm. know, make this about um, police funding or something like that. It's like, once you've got the organization ready and you've got the candidates ready, you can win, but you've got to be ready for that. And so I, I don't know. I hope that's what people take away from it. And I hope that's what we can uh, all kind of start working together to building. And so that's why I wanted to come on, you know, you know, you got to reach and it doesn't even have to be that, you know, all the gray haired old ladies who are going to go vote in municipal elections. But if you stick together, if you put people up, you can kind of seize on these moments when where possible, find new people, turn out new voters, um, and really be ready to, and you're never going to seize all power all, all at once, but you never know what's around the corner as well. So, um, right. that would that yeah. be my takeaway from it all is just an old elections guy that we can run, we can win. And, you know, like I said before, I'm, I'm ready to help anybody across the state, wherever I can. I'll know maybe now that I lost, they won't want my help, but, I think we uh, have a yeah, what do you know? in a lot of these. I know, right? So, but I think I think it's possible. I think there's a lot of people out there, and you just start with the slate of people, and you start with ideas. You know, um, what Dan was talking about with transit. I don't know why every progressive in every town, you know, greater than fifty thousand people across Iowa, wouldn't have increased transit increase public transit as a main plank of their platform and just always be talking about it. Yeah. Um, and, you know, 
higher pay for teachers, whatever, you know, there's all these things that people have a little bit of control over at the local level or, you know, running in primaries against, um, you know, all these Democrats who have no power in the state legislature are going to go like waltz through their primaries uncontested to then go back and still have no power. So, you know, down there in uh, Johnson County, you got the Adams Abner, you know, it's like, I'm sure he's a nice guy, but we could probably push him left. And why not run someone against him if you've got yeah. someone uh, willing to do it? And so, you know, make these people justify <laughs> the power that we hand to them, uh, I guess. So Yeah. Yeah. You know, even if it's somewhat impotent power. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's it's yeah. You know, you got to build up. Uh, we can't rely only on spontaneity. You know, if you like what you're talking about with Bevins and like Leninism is like for a revolution to result in something for, for you to actually achieve the future that you want, you have to plan and build up, you know, organizations. Yeah. It's easy for me to say on a microphone, on a podcast, but you know, yeah. And I think like I said, it doesn't even have to be out in the streets. You know, you can take those lessons and say, Hey, well, like I was talking about online today, it's like speed camera money in Cedar Rapids is $5 million a year. It goes towards more police. Mm-hmm. If it went towards more transit funding, that would be a win for the people in Cedar Rapids but on both sides of the equation. But you're not going to get that if you don't have the power on, you know, hands on the uh, levers of power on the city council um, and things like that. And so it's got to start somewhere, I guess. Um, it sucks to lose, but. I wasn't having a lot of fun anyway. Uh, it was miserable uh, going up there and uh, uh, just kind of being ignored more than anything. And so you can talk about poverty, talk about um, all these things, talking about standing up for LGBTQ rights. And it's just like, yeah, we're just going to do whatever. Yeah, you, you that, definitely, that <laughs> if you if you go back and look at any videos of Dexter in his school board meetings, yeah, it did not seem like a, a happy time. <laughs> Absolutely not. No, it was terrible. Um, you know, and that, uh, some of the people on there, you know, I'll run into later and be friendly with them, but it, it's not a big deal. You know, it's like I wasn't there to be friends with them, you know, uh, mm-hmm. and uh, um, I'm sure they're happy to have me go because now they don't even have to listen to me. You know, before they just ignored me. Now they don't even have to hear it at all. Yeah. So, you know, that's a win for them, I guess. But every time we got something big done, whether it was increasing wages for like teachers associates, removing cops from middle schools, it was people on the outside pushing and then Mm -hmm. having a voice on the council or on the school board that was willing to push along with it. And so it takes both, you know, there's people out there willing to work and who really care about these things. And it's hard to stay focused on municipal and local stuff right now with what's going on around the world. But, you know, these are our lives. These are people's lives. Uh, everybody's affected by these things. Yeah. Yeah. Resources are very limited. People, people are overworked. We're all getting increasingly desperate, but, uh, <laughs> we should do what we can to support each other, uh, in, in these efforts to, uh, you know, craft, uh, society that works for everybody. I think we all agree on a lot of things that would be better. So we should try to help each other to, uh, make those things happen. Absolutely. And I think that's a good place for us to leave it. Just a, just a hint of optimism, but not diluted, you know? <laughs> oh, yeah. No, it's um, elections are around the corner. Primary, you know, who wants to run against Christina Bohannon in the primary? Hit me up, you know? 
there's just enough time to get on that ballot and they'll probably lose because she's got a quarter of a million dollars but you know and she's a and she's a she's a seasoned loser so how could she not (laughs) win the primary right they they love to win primaries these democrats and then not have any plan to win a general election yeah all right well let's we'll leave it there and you know dexter you're welcome back anytime we'll we'll catch up later absolutely um if you need to know what's happening in the mail stream i'll uh we'll come do a review of flyers for ron DeSantis, and nikki haley um sometime you know i see them all they're, they're great yeah. you know yeah so yeah and i'm still you know i would love to do a ride along if that's possible <laughs> <laughs> i i never heard i think uh, rod blum came once and rode along with one of the guys and you really? know it's like oh we love yeah exactly so big uh conservative guy i worked with yeah. so you cool. loved having the congressman out. So we'll, we'll see if we can set something up. So. All right. Sweet. All right. See you I later, appreciate man. It. Thanks. Hey, hey, it's me solo again, uh, bringing this thing in for a landing. I hope you enjoyed that brief late night chat with Dexter Mershbrock. Uh, always good to talk to him. Glad to get him back on the show again. Uh, just want to, you know, remind you. Rock Hard Caucus has a phone number. You can call anytime. 319-849-8733. 319-849-8733. Also a mailing address, P.O. Box 5336 in Coralville, Iowa, zip code 52241. Uh, you may be listening to this on November 17th of 2023, and you may live in Iowa City. And if both of those things are true, you do have an opportunity to see me play the baritone saxophone at the Public Space One Close House. Uh, we're going to start about 7 and M. Denny, a uh, local electronic, experimental, cool musician, will be playing as well. Uh, and if you listen to the Denver episode, the previous one uh, with Denver Foot, you, which you should if you haven't, uh, it ends with a, a brief clip of my band BCJ's Peas. So you'd, get, you'd have an idea of what you're in for tonight. Again, if you're listening to this on November 17th of 2023. Uh, Speaking of music, uh, I would like to include more local artists as closing music on this podcast. And I I would love for you to submit music to me to do that. If you go to rockhardcock.us, that's our website. There's a link at the top for you to submit music. But uh, I haven't done this in a while. Uh, Just, you know, stealing stealing music to put at the end of this i'm going to do that with the power rangers theme this time because that's something that dexter brought up while we were talking but uh hey if you like the show and you have money to spare and you know obviously no no judgment if you don't have money to spare or if you don't like the show that's fine but if you have money and you can spare some money and you like the show you can support us at patreon.com slash caucus where you will in exchange for your money receive additional audio entertainment and that's all i hope to see you tonight if you come to the show come uh come say hi but that's all goodbye